Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, maybe the ghost in the house doesn't like your husband for a reason. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Yes, we want to hear your ghost story because if you're listening, chances are you have a ghost story, so we'd like to hear it. Call in anytime, 855-853-4802. You can also write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You can also listen to the show without commercials. If you want an ad-free version of the show along with advanced episodes and access to the archive, become a premium subscriber through Apple Podcasts, even try it for three days free or sign up through patreon.com slash real ghost stories or at ghostpodcast.com. I'm Carol Hughes. Kathy Gordon, how's it going hey. today? How are you? I'm good. You're- I'm really laughing about that title. Maybe the ghost in the house doesn't like your husband for a reason. I'm laughing so hard because I never thought of myself as having a lot in common with a ghost. But <laughs> hey. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it's kind of like when your friends and your family member are like, Carol, you really shouldn't be dating that guy because he's a real loser. We don't like him. We have bad vibes. And then as Carol, I would always say, you guys don't know him like I do. Maybe that's kind of the ghost in the house is like, seriously, the guy's a jerk. Like, you know, it's bad when the ghosts in the house are saying, come on, you could do so much better. When the ghosts are terrorizing your husband because they don't like him. But I was having a conversation on our other podcast, The Grave Talks, the other day with someone, and we were talking about ghosts and personalities of ghosts. And she said, Uh you know, some ghosts just don't like some people. So you might Mm. be able to stay someplace and you're fine and they leave you alone and someone else stays there and they don't like you. It was like that in that apartment I lived in above the old in the old building in that funeral home because I always had the sense I mean I knew there were spirits in there but I always had the sense they were super protective of me and other people they didn't like things would come flying across across the room at them or they always had a sense 
Yeah. Oh, you know, just a, you know, a knife coming at you or something. But me, I always felt like they were super protective of me. Yeah. But then why so did they I do crazy that. things like turn on the TV and the radio? And like, why that one time when I was staying there was it, there was crashing sounds at 4 a.m. every morning. Like, I'm a well, nice person. I'm, like, I, I try to get say, along. And and I'm sure in our story that we're going to hear, I, I'll bet her husband's a perfectly nice person. He was, you I'm know. a nice person. We're just teasing when we're saying, you know, having that, you know, when I was acting like no, he but wasn't. I, mean, I, I'm do sure think, nice I do think that, and it could be a nice person. I just think that sometimes a ghost doesn't like that person. That one's I agree. okay, but not that one. Mm-hmm. The woman I was talking to, she had been a, a guide, a tour guide in Colonial Williamsburg. In fact, we did an episode with a story on here that she shared with us. And it was really interesting, but she said that a medium had told her once that the ghost in the house really liked her because she told the story accurately of what oh. happened. Whereas other tour guides kind of embellished things, told it in their own way, and this woman didn't. And mm-hmm. that's why the ghost liked her and not the others. I thought that was mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, ready well, and for I the always story. thought that oh, the sorry. ghosts in, you know, that building in Iowa liked me because I bought the building, I fixed the building up, I worked on the building, I cared for it. Mm-hmm. And I think they knew that I loved that building. I think that one had more than one ghost. Oh, that one yeah. had thousands of ghosts. <laughs> it had plenty. <laughs> so sometimes the the one's like, yeah, you're awesome. I like you. And then the other one's like, I can't help myself. I got to throw yeah. this. <laughs> okay, here we okay, go. Okay, let's hear this story. I never imagined that I would experience anything paranormal. To me, things like that happen to other people, never realizing they would occur to me. I've always read and watched ghost stories, real or fictitious, enjoying that tingling sensation of fear after the story ended. But when it happened to me, I didn't know what to do. In 2001, my husband and I relocated from Kansas City, Missouri to Tulsa, Oklahoma. My husband's company, yes, we're very familiar with both of those places. Yes. My husband's company helped us choose a nice apartment from a quite big list. I fell in love with the site where the apartment complex was located. I'm sorry I'm laughing because we did an episode the other couple weeks ago and we encountered the same thing. It was next to the Arkansas River. Now, in Tulsa, they call it the Arkansas River. But where I live in Kansas, we call it the Arkansas River. And do I need to explain to everyone this? That it's, Logic. Yeah, because Arkansas okay. is pronounced wrong. Let me, Arkansas is wrong because when you say Kansas, this can sus. So at Did some, I get that explained right? Yeah. But the funny thing is like we talked about in another episode where I live in Kansas, the Arkansas River goes through my city, right through the middle of it. It also goes right through the middle of Tulsa. And we call it, everybody calls it the Arkansas. Kansas River. So every time I see it, I know in connection to Tulsa, it's pronounced Arkansas River. I will do my best. (laughs) Okay. So the apartment, and I will say, if this apartment complex was located next to the Arkansas River, it sounds so weird to me. It was beautiful. It's a really beautiful area. 
in Tulsa. Tulsa is a great Tulsa town. Tulsa is a really nice town. If you've never gone, go visit. Anyway, surrounded by greenery, an amazing array of wild birds, we were shown a model apartment of the type that I wanted. We loved the layout and signed the deal. The next day, I told my husband I wanted to see the apartment we were renting, so we went back to the management office and asked for the keys. They were a bit put out, saying that it had, it had just been vacated and was being cleaned, but I insisted, and we were escorted to the building. This was on the third floor, and once inside, I felt really scared. The whole place had a look at being deserted for a long time with huge cobwebs hanging from the ceiling, and that was in capital letters. I suffer from acute arachnophobia, and this okay. freaked me out. However, management assured us that everything would be clean before our possession, and I'm sure they lied to us when they said that it had just been vacated. In the beginning, everything was fine. My husband had an early morning shift and would leave home by 4.30 a.m. After bolting the door, I would just go back to sleep. About a month later, strange things started happening. Once I came back to bed in the morning, the blinds behind my bed would start swinging, making a clacking sound that plastic blinds make. It was strange since only two to three blinds would do it right behind my head and not the whole thing and would always start at the same time, like 4.45 a.m. I didn't realize it at first, but I would get out of bed, turn the AC vent the other way, check if there was heavy wind outside. However, I didn't think that much about it. And that is weird. The blinds would, like the bottom of the blinds would move wherever the air is coming from. Mm -hmm. So it's weird that just in the blinds, like two or three of them would be moving. Right. It's weird. Then a weird thing happened. One morning I was asleep when subconsciously I felt someone feeling my arms, legs, and face. Oh. It was as if a blind person was feeling someone just to see what that person looked like. I was so scared when I woke up fully and still felt that tingling sensation of touch on my ankles. When the sun was up, I dismissed it as a bad dream and went on with my daily chores. However, from then on, somehow, I didn't feel alone in the house. And of course, mm. after my husband left, I always left the lights on and never stayed in the dark. Things were normal for quite a few months when strange things started again. They would mm. invariably happen when my husband was at home and always when we were sleeping. We would hear the dishes in the kitchen crashing down and breaking, making an awful sound. Thinking it was mice, we would run to the kitchen and find everything as we'd left it. And let's face it, if, there, if that was mice, those would be some big old mice. Uh, that's rats. That's, that's not yeah, mice. That, that would be rats. Confused, we would blame it on the apartment next door to our bedroom for creating a ruckus. This happened multiple mm -hmm. times. We later found out the apartment next door was unoccupied. The oh. next bizarre thing happened in the fireplace. Once a small bird had fallen down the chimney and its fluttering had spread old soot throughout the living room. To prevent such an incident, I covered the opening of the fireplace with a thick, transparent plastic sheet. From time to time, the plastic would bellow and flutter as if a bird was trapped inside. Likewise, we would wake up and run to the living room to save the poor bird. And of course, there was no bird and also there would be no wind outside. The third weird thing that happened went on for months. 
any kitchen knickknacks like knives or scissors that my husband touched would disappear overnight. I always blamed him for being careless and untidy, and he always denied it. But neither of us actually realized that whatever was in the apartment was playing pranks on us. In fact, we still didn't realize its presence. Whatever was in the house just didn't like my husband at all. In the passing months, I still did not understand that our home was haunted. As I said, it always happened to others. Then one afternoon in October, I was alone and reading at the dining table when someone breathed down the back of my left shoulder. I was petrified. I put my book down, got up, and left the apartment and wouldn't enter until my husband came home, but I didn't tell him anything. From then on, I started sleeping less and less at night until I was suffering from insomnia. I would read or watch TV all night and only go to bed when the sun came up. Once I woke up around 10 a.m., I left the apartment as soon as I could and started spending more and more time outside. It was not as if I felt threatened, but feeling a presence and someone watching me at all times just unnerved me. I thought about changing apartments, but we would have to pay a huge penalty as was Mm -hmm. in the rent clause. That's so true. It is. All this time, my husband knew nothing about it since he was under a lot of pressure at work. The living room and the kitchen were one big open area with just a three-foot wall separating the two. The kitchen led off to the dining room where there was a door to the patio. In the living room, if I faced the TV, the kitchen would be in front of me, and I could watch the patio door from the corner of my right eye. One January morning, around 2.30 a.m., I was watching TV as usual in the living room. I just saw a movement, and I turned, and I was frozen in sheer terror. I saw a being, silvery white, like a thick, glowing fog, enter through the patio door, glide into the dining area, then into the kitchen about 15 feet away from me. When it was momentarily hidden by the refrigerator, I shouted, Who is it? In fact, I was fully expecting it to come across the refrigerator towards me, but thankfully nothing happened. I sat there for a few more minutes, my legs totally like jelly, with my Mm -hmm. mouth wide open, scared out of my wits. After some time, I ran to the bedroom and plopped down by my sleeping husband, absolutely relieved that he was home. Needless to say, I didn't tell him anything in the morning, and as usual, dismissed it as a figment of my imagination and watching too much TV. Now, I want to say, if I had a husband and I was scared at night, I think I'd be wherever he was. I think I I would be, too. I That when she said she ran, I was like, oh, I would have been in there a long time ago with him. It's like, do you mind if I just put my headphones on and listen to podcasts all night? She was probably doing it so he could get some sleep, you know, where... She couldn't sleep. She was probably tossing and turning. So she's up and she can't, you know, sleep. So she's watching TV or something. So she's not bothering him. She was being nice. Yeah, I'm sure sure it was that. I would be like, protect me. Okay, continuing. During this time, the sounds of the crashing dishes and the billowing in the fireplace still continued. They never happened when we were in the living room. And I continued to deny things to myself. A couple of months later, I was very tired and my health deteriorated. I called in a night around 1.30 a.m. We had a spare bedroom leading from the living room on the left side. While passing this room, I saw a black shrouded figure standing just inside the doorway. I didn't stop to see, but hurried to the bedroom and collapsed. 
As usual in the morning, I woke up and dismissed it too. However, here comes a twist in the story. The night before, I was cleaning out the kitchen and had left the lid off the flour bin by mistake. When I woke up in the morning and went into the kitchen, the first thing I noticed was the flour bin on the kitchen counter with the lid off. Glancing inside the bin, I saw a strange impression on the flour. It looked exactly like as if someone had taken a cross-section of a nautilus fossil the size of the bin and pressed it into the flour for a totally flawless impression. I blinked a few times to reassure myself that I didn't imagine it. There wasn't anything like that with us, and the impression was too neat and flawless to have been drawn by hand. The only explanation that I could muster was that whatever was in the apartment was sending me a sign saying that it existed and didn't want to be ignored. Many years later, I met a psychic and recounted the whole tale to her. She told me that the being was a lady. I could not tell the gender when I saw it, only it was quite husky. And she was actually protecting me. According to her, the sign in the flower was a protection sign for me sent by the spirit. She did not like my husband, so anything he touched in my personal area, like in the kitchen, disappeared. Also, she didn't like to see us together, hence the crashing dishes and the fireplace sounds. It would be appropriate to mention that my husband turned out to be a very unsatisfactory person. I think she was being polite. And shortly afterward, I was divorced. <gasps> and then she added, and it says this. A that few, is a, Now, that's a big twist here I wasn't foreseeing. Right. She added right. on here a few endnotes. In the middle of my ramblings, I had mentioned that all the kitchen knickknacks my husband touched would disappear. When we moved again, the Packers found all the missing knives and scissors laid out in a neat row in ascending order under some piles of grocery bags in a closet that we never used. Creepy. When we were moving, our neighbor next door on the living room side came in to say goodbye to me. We were never close but civil to each other. In fact, she confirmed that what I had experienced was real and not a figment of my imagination. In her words, how could you live there with that thing? It was always coming through your living room into my living room all the time. All I can what? say is I was glad I didn't have to spend another night there. Okay, throw that one on me again. So, her so neighbor the neighbor who she was civil to said, um, confirmed it was not a figment of my imagination. In her words, quote, how could you live there with that thing? It was always coming through your living room to my living room all the time. So obviously wow. it was haunting both places. But then the neighbor is also Some, living there with that thing. Well, somehow that neighbor knows it's from apartment 2C or whatever. But, and it's it's their ghost. But then the way she says that is kind of judgy. It's like, yeah. how could you live there with that thing? It was always coming into my apartment like it's all your fault. Well, yeah. And she's acting like it's, you know, their ghost in apartment 2C. And, you know, it doesn't need to come over to my apartment. How dare you let your ghost come to my apartment all or something? All the time. Like, how would you know that ghost came from a different apartment? But then how can you live there with that thing? Because if it's all right. the time coming through from her living room to your living room, you're living with that thing, too. Well, yeah, I don't, get, I don't get how she knew it was the ghost that belonged and to that And I'm just apartment. telling you what, that particular ghost, 
the last thing I would call her is that thing. I got the feeling she wouldn't like that because I think she was kind of judgy, didn't like the husband. But then, you know, for good reason, she didn't like the husband. Wasn't a good guy. I'll bet you that that lady has a whole bunch of knives and scissors in perfect rows in the closet (laughs) she doesn't use. Under the grocery bags. Under the grocery bags. I will bet you all that stuff she's been looking for. Like is just, in the closet. Just wait. Use. You'll find out. And That's now that right. I moved out, that thing, I used air quotes, is going to be in your apartment all the time. Yeah. Got to haunt something. Bitches. I have a sense that maybe there was some tension in the house. Yes. And that she didn't share. She- yeah. And that maybe this ghost, as scary as it was, was wanting to protect her that whole touching thing of her body always makes me think and as creepy as it is that it's a that's kind of a protection like a love thing uh you know a communication kind of i see two possibilities she was like a grandma-like person or maybe she was a lesbian ghost you know it was done with love like she liked her and had a connection with her I think I feel more maternal You're thinking about more this. grandmotherly. Well, because I had it happen to me that one time it, when I was in that old apartment of mine where I was asleep and I was just dozing off. And then I felt somebody reach over and pulled the hair, my bangs out of my face away from my, you know, how you would if, you know, it was just a child sleeping. And I had the sense that it was out of love. I'm wondering. If that's even as scary as it was, I'm sure it was absolutely terribly oh frightening. God, yes. But if it was more that I I just want to reach out and touch you out of love. But I also see how as her, the person, how you would do everything you can to dismiss it. Like that was a dream. Obviously, that didn't really happen. I'm seeing things. I'm hallucinating. I'm really tired because now I can't sleep. So all this is in your head. and And you would think like... Am I suffering from mental illness here? What's going on with me? That would be a lot to deal with. And I have a little different take on that fossil imprint, which I think is would be astoundingly beautiful to see, by the way. Wouldn't that be beautiful? What does to it? just She's, see in the flower? Yeah. It's, it's kind of a spirally looking oh, shell, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's super beautiful, but as an art history teacher... I can tell you that a fossil, a seashell, means searching. The It's a symbol for searching and pilgrimages early and searching specifically for knowledge or for answers. Oh. And I kind of love that, that she saw this shell. Now, I don't know that she realized it. She thought it was really creepy. But I think she was being told to search for answers, to, oh. to look Look, for, you know, uh, other opportunities to go out and maybe get a, out of the situation yeah, she's look in. Look for a way out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, oh you just turned this into a beautiful ghost story. <laughs> well, that I, could that's be what like I'm telling you. A movie. I felt like it was more maternal and more caring. And I think they're trying to tell her that, you know, maybe this being like she said, she would take away knives and scissors, which to me kind of creeps me out. Who was she taking Maybe them away the, from? The husband. 
Right. Maybe she was afraid of him using them or something, even though he probably wouldn't. But maybe it was just a a way of protection. The other day I was in my backyard with my cats and because they like to go outside in the backyard and my neighbors started arguing and it made me really uncomfortable just listening to them argue because I don't ever argue with anybody. I'm right. like, fine, I can get along with everybody. And it made me really uncomfortable. So if in this apartment, even if he wasn't violent or physical with her, the ghost perceived it as very uncomfortable right. and scary. And I'm protecting you by removing the knives and the scissors. That's what I think. I, oh, I get a really strong sense yeah. in this story of a protection I'm for this woman. Good yeah. insight, Kathy. Well, I just think that shell doesn't happen for no, you just, just out of, it's a fluke, you know. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Okay. I feel okay. so much better about that entire story. So thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. And if you like the show and want an ad-free experience, sign up to be a premium subscriber. Go to applepodcast.com, try it three days free. You can also sign up through patreon.com slash real ghost stories or ghostpodcast.com. I'm Carol Hughes. For all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thank you for listening. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I came from a low-income family that was that were struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.